uh, election week for us. And we've talked about this for the last couple Sundays, but you know, I, I like to think of it this way. As, as, um, as citizens of the United States and as citizens of Ohio, we have a right to vote. As citizens of heaven, citizens of God's kingdom, we have a responsibility. And there are issues on our ballot this year that are probably some of the most critical as believers than we've seen in many, many years. And so I just want to encourage you, we want to encourage you that if you haven't already voted early, um, make sure you get that done or make sure you have an alarm set on your phone on Tuesday so you don't forget to go out and vote because um, especially issue one on the ballot has spiritual implications that are beyond measure. So we just want to encourage you to get out there and make sure you vote. Um, and I'm going to turn it over back to Pastor Paul. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Tony. As you know, as we talked a couple of weeks ago, I am a one-issue voter, and that matter of life is so significant because it matters to God. And if you have not yet voted, make sure you get it done. This is a no-excuse zone for us as believers here in the state of Ohio uh, this coming week. So thank you for mentioning, mentioning that. It's baptism day, in case you didn't get that figured out. Uh, by the way, I'm seeing a lot of uh, bulletins being used for this. I did just turn on the air conditioning, so hopefully we're going to be better in, in just a few moments. But uh, this is a time that we get a chance to celebrate new life. And, and soon you're going to hear the testimonies of those who are being baptized today. And as I listen to those, I'm reminded that all of our stories are different because we all walk a different path. And yet our stories are the same because we are all sinners saved by grace. So before we begin, let's get one thing straight. Baptism does not get you to heaven. Every once in a while, people will think that we baptize babies to make sure that if something happens, they get to heaven. That's not the way this thing works. Just because you get dunked under the water, that's not a ticket to heaven. We get to heaven through faith in Christ. It's what the Lord does in our hearts that truly matters. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul put it this way in those famous verses, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. He says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And that verse simply reminds us that God has a part and we have a part. It is by grace you have been saved. God's part is grace. In Jesus, he came to this earth to give himself as a sacrifice to pay the price for our sin. And by dying on the cross, he made it possible to offer us the gift of forgiveness. And when we receive that gift... It changes our lives, both here and for all eternity. God's part is grace. It says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Our part is faith. Perhaps you've heard me say this before, but the best way faith expresses itself in salvation is that simple plan that we review with some frequency. I always like to do it as simply as possible. A, B, C, D. A stands for admit that I'm a sinner. You will never 
discover God's grace until you recognize your need. B is believe that Jesus is the one who can forgive your sin. And when you choose to believe that, it makes all the difference. C is confess that sin to God. As it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But we have to remember it doesn't just happen in one moment. It's a lifetime commitment. And so we must de-decide to follow Jesus. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So God's part is grace. My part is faith. God offers this gift of forgiveness, and I must receive it. And when I do, it changes everything. But sometimes people ask me this question. So if baptism doesn't get us to heaven, if it's really what happens in our hearts, why should I get baptized? I'm glad I asked. Let me give you a few reasons. Here's the first one. It is an act of obedience. Jesus told us to be baptized. You know, we, we celebrate baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, we call them sacraments. And if you're wondering what that word means, it just means sacred acts. And, and as we uh, follow Jesus' command, we're reminded that they were specifically instructed by the Lord. Now, you know how communion works because that's the whole story of the Last Supper where Jesus said, eat this bread, drink this from this cup, and, and we understand that very clearly. Sometimes we miss Jesus' instruction about baptism, which is found in the very last verses of Matthew chapter 28, when the resurrected Lord gives this final instruction to his disciples. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. You don't need any other reason to be baptized other than this. Jesus told us to do it. However, the Lord doesn't arbitrarily ask us to do things for no apparent reason. You know, obedience is important. Don't, don't get me wrong. As a matter of fact, in spite of modern parenting advice, it's still a good idea for kids to learn because I said so is a legitimate reason to obey. But as we grow, as we mature in life, we should be able to see why we do what we do. And the same is true spiritually. And so there are, are practical reasons why baptism is so important. And I'd like to think about a few of them with you this morning. Uh, here's one. It is a symbolic act of cleansing. Baptism celebrates this reality. When you commit your life to Christ, he cleans you up on the inside. So in a sense... Baptism is a, it's a ritual cleansing. The prophet Ezekiel looked forward to it, and this is how he described it. The Lord says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from your idols. 
I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart, from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. So baptism is this physical reminder of the cleansing power of God in your heart. And when God cleans you up on the inside, it changes everything. In 1 Corinthians 6, the apostle talks about life before Jesus. And he he lists about about how confusing it is and how difficult it is and and how how we're headed down paths that take us in the wrong direction. And then he finishes that up by saying this. And that's what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of God of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So it's true that baptism is an act of obedience, but it's also this physical reminder about the inward cleansing that happens through the power of God in our lives. It's also called a means of grace. It is a conduit through which God's grace reaches us. You know, there's something about submission to God's will that, that when you do what God asks you to do, it solidifies your relationship with him. I, I love Baptism Week because I hear stories where every place I go, people start telling me about when they were baptized. And, and for me, it's so great because it shows how God works in our lives, that, that when we do what God asks us to do, God has this amazing way of meeting us at our point of obedience. So one of my prayers for each person being baptized today is that this moment, this day, will be burned into the wrinkles in their brains where memories are stored. And they will remember this day, they'll remember this moment when they were sure that the Lord was in their lives. Because spiritual moments become altars in our minds. You remember how it was in the Old Testament when someone had an encounter with God, they would pile up a pile of stones so that they could return to that place and remember that it was a place where they met God. Well, I don't want anybody who's baptized today to put a pile of stones in the baptistry. That's not what I'm asking. But I do want you to know that this is one of those moments that you store in your memory when you are responding to God's call in your life. And you need to create an altar in your memory. So that when doubts hit, you can come back to this moment again in your mind and be reminded that you met the Lord here. Such an amazing gift. Here's another reason for baptism. It's a public declaration of faith. You know, you know Jesus was continuing the tradition of John the Baptist John was calling people to repentance. He was calling them to turn from their old way of life and submit to the will of God in their lives. And he asked them to make a public declaration 
by being baptized. Now, in Jesus' day, there were all kinds of people who were watching, and they were adamantly opposed to the message of repentance. So when you get baptized, you are choosing sides. You are telling everyone that you have decided to follow Jesus. And when you're baptized, you're simply saying, I choose Jesus. Matter of fact, you'll see the t-shirts that everybody being uh, baptized today is wearing. It simply says, I have decided. And, and we give those t-shirts not just for today, but in hopes that they'll wear them in the future. And boy, it's a great conversation starter. Somebody comes up to you and says, you've decided to do what? And you get to tell about Jesus. Because when you are baptized, you are making this public declaration that I have chosen sides. I'm with Jesus. Now, you know, there's another thing that goes along with a public declaration, and that's that it creates accountability. Almost 45 years ago, I stood in front of a little clapboard church with a girl named Cheryl, and I promised to love and honor her for as long as we both shall live. And we didn't do that in private. We did it with a whole bunch of people there. And, and, and one of the reasons those people are there is because they can remind us of the promises that we've made. So if you're getting baptized today, I just want you to know, we'll be watching. Because you're making a declaration. And you're also holding yourself accountable to the promise that you are making to know and love and serve Jesus. And we want to know whether you're going to live that commitment out or not. Well, here's, here's one more thing about baptism. It, it symbolizes participation in Jesus' death and resurrection. Paul used baptism as a metaphor for his understanding of what it means to become a follower of Jesus. I guess he put it in the starkest terms possible in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where he wrote, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Committing your life to Christ is like dying to yourself and rising again to new life. And the Apostle Paul, he fully develops that concept in terms of baptism in Romans chapter 6. Listen to his words. He wrote, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, 
if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Do you follow what the Apostle Paul was saying? He was saying that, that when you go under the water, it symbolizes dying with Christ. That means my life is no longer my own. And when you come up out of the water, it symbolizes new life in Christ. I now live for him. See, the Lord's not interested in you just dying to yourself. What he wants is for you to have a brand new life in him. Just as Jesus rose from the grave, when you commit your life to Christ, you rise to a new life that he came for you to experience. And baptism represents all of that reality. So when you're baptized, you speak volumes about your desire to know Christ and to be known as a follower of Jesus. For those of you who are being baptized today, may you discover the grace of God in fuller measure than you've ever known before. And my prayer, as we've already said, is that this moment will be burned into your memory because this is the day you tell the world, I choose Jesus. I have decided. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, thanks for this privilege of experiencing your grace, knowing your presence. Thank you for reminding us about why baptism is so significant. And in these next moments, as we have a chance to, to celebrate with those who are saying, I have decided, I pray that you will confirm and affirm your grace and our commitment to you today. So thank you for that. What an amazing privilege it is to be followers of Jesus. We give ourselves to you in his name. Amen. All right, so here's what's going to happen for the next little bit. Uh, we're going to have all of the kids come, and they're going to be down front here. And that's sort of a, a reminder that baptism is a, it's a family event. And we're going to hoot and holler and celebrate, and we're going to have all kinds of good things happen. Uh, but before we do that, if you're going to make a public declaration, you have to tell people that you are a follower of Jesus. So we have done that on a video format, and you're going to get a chance to hear what each person being baptized has to say about their own commitment. And while that's going on, all those who are being baptized are going to come here to the platform and start to get ready. So there'll be a few things going on in the next few moments, but listen to these great words from those who are being baptized uh, today in first service and this service as well. This is an exciting day here at Grace Point. 17 different persons are affirming their faith in Christ in Christian baptism. All generations from 8 to 80. I sat down with each of them and, and asked three simple questions. How did you come to faith in Christ? Why do you want to be baptized now? 
And how do you want to serve the Lord in the future? Here are some bits and pieces of their answers. I came to know the Lord years ago. Um, when I was little, I got baptized. But as an adult, I want to renew my faith. When I was three years old, we were in the mudroom of our old house. When I sat down with my parents, I committed my life to Jesus. My grandma's been taking me to church since I was two, so I've basically uh, knew him my whole life. Recently, I've gone through trauma, and I feel like I'm closer to Jesus, and I wanted to rededicate my life to Jesus. Um, well, we were having some hardships with um, my daughter when we were pregnant and stuff, so the Lord really showed us His promise during that time. Well, I've been a Christian the biggest part of my life. Uh, I went to church. I started uh, going to church a few years, like a few years ago, but then I just decided to give my heart to Jesus a few weeks ago when I started talking about baptism. Last year, I was at youth group and I prayed and gave my heart to Jesus with a bunch of pastors from youth group. I've always been a Christian, but in the past few years, I've been a lot closer to Him and just been able to pray when I get in hard times and just go to Him whenever I'm struggling. I've just been at this church since I was um, a baby and my whole family has like came to this church and I just want to know more about Him. I always grew up in the church with my mom being a pastor and we, I grew up in a Christian household and I committed my life to Jesus uh, in July at Reach Out. A long time ago, I did, me and my mom did. I was probably 10 years old, 11 years old, at a church I grew up in, in Finley, Ohio, the assembly, First Assembly of God. I uh, got up before the congregation and gave my testimony of believing in Christ as my Lord and Savior. I think I've always been committed to Jesus. I mean, I grew up here, and I grew up in a Catholic school, and um, He's just always been a part of my life. I had a aortic dissection and wasn't expected to make it. And if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. Um, I want to publicly proclaim my faith and have the whole church behind me to celebrate with me. Because I think I know him better because I've been um, going to church more. I was baptized when I was born, and this is just a choice that I want to make in front of everybody and for him. I didn't grow up with a religious background, and um, when my husband and I got married, he was in the Catholic Church. Um, I never got baptized there, so this is my first opportunity. Well, Jesus was baptized, and I want to follow in Jesus' footsteps as much as I can, close as I can. Because um, I already go to church and youth group, and I feel like it's just the next step to give my heart to Jesus. I want to declare to everybody that I'm a Christian and that I'm moving my life in Christ forward. Because I just want to get more to know Him and to follow in His name. But now that I know more about baptism, I want to I show people that I am a Christian. 
because I believe in Jesus and God. I was baptized once already, but I didn't really understand the full meaning of what baptism meant as I do now. Over the summer, while worshiping, I kind of just got an overwhelming realization that I was ready to give my life to Jesus, and that's why I decided to do it. I want everybody to know that um, my motto is faith over fear, and you need faith um, because you can't be fearful. I just want to share my faith and I uh, really just want to be a good example to those to show that I am a Christian. Just treat others the way I want to be treated and just treat them with kindness. I work in the hospital and I just like to make everyone comfortable while they're in the um, scary times of the hospital. So I just kind of talk about Jesus with other people. Building that relationship with him and really focusing on that and then hopefully, you know, just being a light and helping others. I, I, I talk to, uh, uh, you know, different ones about the Lord and, and I, uh, I read my Bible, I pray, I pray daily. Like, Spread the world to more people and live my life like he would. I'm gonna live my life like he lived his. Just telling my friends about him and to go to him if they're struggling and just help telling everybody more about him. To tell my friends and to just pray like when I'm struggling and just to help out some people like how he did with um, the poor. I plan to serve the Lord and live life through him and follow his path. And to tell other people about him. That's to do the will of God and his will is serve being a servant like Christ was and loving everyone. I think what's next in my life of faith is to be a Christian that people look to to lead them to Jesus, and I want to reflect in my everyday life and the way I do things. You ready, Lexi? Sure. <laughs> okay, let me be nervous for you, okay? Lexi, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Lord, we're just asking your blessing on Lexi. We thank you for her faith for her desire to lead in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we celebrate new life in her, that she will continue to grow into a woman of God who chooses daily to know you and love you and serve you. We give her to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Wanda comes to me a few weeks ago and she says, how do you baptize people? I said, well, I'll be happy to sprinkle you or do whatever you want. She says, dunk me. Are you ready? ready? Wanda, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, she just came up out of the water and she whispered, Jesus. Because we speak the name of Jesus, don't we? Lord, thank you for Wanda. Thanks for her faith, her life of faith, and her desire at this point in her life to confirm that again in baptism. So I'm asking that you will give her grace and strength, that you'll continue to bless her, and that you will enable her to have influence in her family and in the lives of those around her, and that Jesus will shine in her. Thank you for that. We give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. say there's a fine line between brave and crazy. Uh, Wanda walks that line. <laughs> and you have to be crazy, be crazy about Jesus, right? And this is one of those family members that she has influence over. Are you ready, Kylie? Yeah. All right. Kylie, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thanks for Kylie's desire to serve you and to make that public declaration. She has decided to follow Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father, that that decision will live itself out in, a, in amazing ways and that Jesus will shine in her. Thank you. I give her to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Claire. Claire, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I'm so thankful for Claire. I thank you for all that you have ahead for her. Thank you for her life of faith, for her sense of devotion. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you continue to speak your grace into her heart and life. And my prayer is, as she walks those halls of Galleon High School, that Jesus will shine in her, and there will be no doubt that she is a follower of Jesus. Thank you for that. I give it to you. In his name, amen. Amen. amen.
have a sister act going here. This is really good. Are you ready, Morgan? Morgan, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I am so thankful that you love children and your desire is for them to come to know you early. And I'm thankful for Christian homes where they grow up to love you and serve you. And their, their path into commitment to Jesus is just a natural part of the progression of life. So thanks for doing that in Morgan. And I pray that as she continues to grow and redefine her faith, that she will know that Jesus is Lord of her life and she will live with absolute confidence. I give her to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mindy, you've walked quite a journey, haven't you? I have, yes. And you're here to make this public declaration of faith. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mindy, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I know that and Mindy has experienced your grace on a journey that uh, none of us would exactly choose for ourselves. But I know, Heavenly Father, like you say in Psalms, even though we walk through the darkest valleys, you are there. And you've been there for her. And she wants you to know that she is here for you. So thank you for that. Bless her life and her future, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, we have some middle school boys that are getting baptized here, and uh, their, their youth leader, Andy Tilly, asked me to hold them under a little extra, because <laughs> he wants to make sure it takes. So we're going to see how this goes. Are you ready, Cullen? Okay. I'm not going to hold you on. I'm not going to do it extra, okay? Just straight up. Okay. Colin, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I'm asking your blessing on Colin today. I want to thank you for the fact that, that uh, he is deciding to follow Jesus. And it's such a meaningful, meaningful moment for him. Uh, for me, this is deeply personal, too, because I, I decided to follow Jesus when I was his age. And I know, Heavenly Father, that, that you have, uh, as it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, a hope and a future for him. And as we watch that play out, I ask that you'll continue to bless his life and give him strength and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 No, you're not seeing double. This is, this is Christian. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Christian, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Lord, we celebrate with Christian today. We are thankful for the way you continue to work in his life, for his desire to serve you, and, and for the fact that as he walks through these next few years, he's going to face all kinds of temptations, and the thing that is going to hold him steady in life is his commitment to Jesus. So I'm praying, as we've been saying, that you will burn this moment into his memory, and he will never doubt that he's your child and that he's given himself to you, and that changes all of life. Thank you for that. We give him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Whoa, we go from those junior high boys to this big dude here. <laughs> okay. Don't let me stay under too long. <laughs> Don't take me under with you, okay? <laughs> Chris, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I know that you are at work in Chris's life, that he is growing in you like never before. In the ups and the downs and the challenges along the way, you continue to bless his life and you call him to serve you for the rest of his days. And as he commits to that reality today, I pray that you will confirm your grace in his heart and his life. I pray that you'll continue to speak into him the words that you want him to hear and that he will know your presence in no uncertain terms. It's our privilege to give him to you today, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we got the long and the short of it here. And uh, we, we chose this day for baptism because it worked out for Colt's grandparents to be here because he's the first one who came to me and said, I want to get baptized because you've decided to follow Jesus, right? Okay, here we go. Colt, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thanks for, thanks for Colt. Thanks for his life of faith. I thank you for the fact that you are blessing him and you're going to make him a blessing in ways, as it says in Ephesians chapter 3, more than we could ever ask or imagine. And we can imagine a lot. So thank you for that. Thank you for the days that lie ahead. I pray your blessing on him and may Jesus always shine in his life. With thankful hearts, we give him to you. Amen. Amen. It's a special privilege for me to baptize my own. So, um, Grady, I pray for a lot of these people. Sometimes I pray for you every day. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Lord, I pray your blessing on Grady. I thank you for the gifts that you've given to him and the potential that you have for him. And I pray as he grows through these next years that he will continue to serve you, uh, that he will make it a priority in his life to put Jesus first, and that everything that happens in his days to come will take place in the context of his commitment to Jesus. Because I'm thankful for the influence that you're giving him and for more that's coming. In Jesus' name, I give him to you. Amen. Amen. Rochelle, I so appreciated your testimony because it's a reminder that even though we may not grow up in the Lord, we get a chance to be committed to it, right? And I'm so thankful for the fact that you are here today. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we, we celebrate with Rochelle. We thank you for a circuitous route that you've, you've taken her on. And uh, you reminded her of, of your grace in her biggest time of need. We thank you for that. And we thank you for the fact that that grace grows and grows and grows. So thank you for her desire to serve you, to know you, to love you, and to be known as a follower of Jesus. We give it to you with a thankful heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, Will, guess what? I pray for you every day, too, because I pray for all the kids of all of our staff members. Did you know that? I do now. You do now. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we are, we are so blessed with many, many amazing teenagers here in this church family. And I'm thankful for Will. I thank you for his commitment to you. I thank you for the future that you have for him and for the influence that he has. I pray that Jesus will shine in him, that he'll continue to live out the grace of Christ every day. And I'm thankful for this reality that we all share, that we are followers of Jesus together. What an amazing privilege it is to give ourselves to you. And we give will today as he gives himself in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was fun. Wish you could all be in the water with me, but that probably wouldn't work too well. I would like you to stand. Let's thank the Lord together for this amazing privilege. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the privilege of giving ourselves to you. And as we watch these baptisms and we celebrate their life in Christ, 
we also have opportunity to renew our own faith and to live in the context of your grace. So I pray that you'll help us to do that well, not just here when we're gathered together, but in the crucible of life, wherever we find ourselves, may Jesus shine in us. We give ourselves as servants of Jesus Christ, and in his name, we all say, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. As old as I am, you know, I need to be working for him. Yeah, how old is that? Whisper in my ear. She said 84. Welcome back to the Galleon Grace Point Podcast. I've um, got my guest Tim Bell here with me this week. We had Baptism Sunday this Sunday. Uh, I got my sermon notes with me, but uh, I wasn't going to add too much to it. Um, I thought he did a really, really good job. I imagine we'll be starting a new series soon, but it was really just a beautiful, wonderful, uh, I don't even know another adjective to give to it day, just seeing testimonies of all these people that gave their life to the Lord public, publicly declared oh, 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 oh. I lost a mic cable there for a second I'll edit that out but uh, it, it was beautiful seeing uh, everybody give their life to the Lord the way they did in a public fashion um, very proud of everybody I saw up there um, I knew most of them um, I can't remember them all I think at the 1030 service there were 17 of them my wife being one of them um, Will Reinhardt um, Grady Riggle, um, quite a few, quite a few people, and it was great to see that. Great to see their testimonies and how passionate they are about publicly uh, uh, letting their love for the Lord out there, and uh, it was really, really great. So, uh, before I get into the interview part of it, I'll uh, see if Tim wanted to add any more to that. Uh, to that yeah, comments. I do. I just I thought it was fantastic to see the support that uh, the people got from their families. Yeah. You know, this place was just packed with really family was. members wanting to celebrate with them that they're getting baptized, which, uh, you know, hopefully they'll see this and, and say, I want to be part of this also. I, uh, I think so. I think it really will encourage a lot of people. Um, uh, my father-in-law and his wife were in. My mom and my sister came to watch Rochelle. And then, uh, funny enough, I had put it online, a picture of her getting baptized. And then I got calls and texts like, you didn't tell me she was getting <laughs> baptized today. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I had a busy week, but uh, everybody's very, very proud of her. And you're right. I think it'll it'll encourage a lot of people to get baptized and just uh, encourage them to get closer to the Lord, period, and uh, to start showing up here. And yeah. it's one of the strongest things you're ever going to do in your life. Mm -hmm. I, I was raised, uh, my dad was, he wasn't uh, the most Christian kind of man at all. In fact, uh, when we discussed that, he said that uh, Christianity is nothing but a bunch of weak-minded people. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, that stuck with me for years. And and uh, when I did get baptized, you know, I, I told him, and he didn't take it the best, but I said, Dad, you got this all wrong. Yeah. I said, it's the strongest thing I've ever done because at that point, I'm giving everything to God and saying, you take the wheel. I can't do this without your help. And I'll follow you. Yeah, and, and uh, kudos to you for you know saying that to your dad too. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, he did. Uh, 
before he passed, he did accept Jesus as Good. Savior. So it worked out. I wish he would have done it sooner because right. uh, you miss out on so much. You do. Uh, that you could have had that you, it's a different set of values that you, you have with Christ and what you had without it. Yeah. And, and you look at things differently, you value things so much more, and you really see your eyes are opened. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's just a shame that he didn't see that sooner, but the important thing is he did. Yeah, absolutely. He, he got there, and that's all that matters in the end. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was really proud to see everybody up there, especially, you know, wide range of ages up there, yeah, too. You know, very you, much. You had, uh, you know, kids this big. Yeah, I guess that doesn't translate well to audio, but uh, right. smaller kids and then uh, – <laughs> great big guys up there too and uh teenagers yeah uh, yeah that's a that's a big deal too because uh you know that's something that we talked about um in the men's group uh saturday was that you know it's it's very important that uh everybody understands that we are examples for our children and and people that we don't even know that they see who we are and we represent jesus well and and uh because it, it, it's so important that the younger generation understand how important and valuable this is for your whole life. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's coming across as well as it should because the world's telling them something totally oh, different. Absolutely. And yes. it, it's, it's scary to me that, uh, you know, they're just, <laughs> it's all about the world saying it's all about you. Yeah. And it's not. Nope. You know, we're called to be a servant. Yeah. And just like Pastor Paul said in a sermon, uh, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, you know, uh, you can chase happiness essentially all you want, but until you have Jesus in your heart, you aren't going to truly find yeah. true happiness. And uh, You won't be full. No. And uh, as you were saying with the teenagers, uh, I just thought one that stuck out in my head is when, you know, they were, uh, the one that sticks out was Grady, actually, when they said to him, you know, why are you wanting to be baptized? And he just, he wanted to publicly proclaim that he said, yeah. I am a Christian. And I guess I just had like thoughts about that as after I heard him say that, like, man, it would be tough to be at, at his age and yeah. what the world is right now and being a strong Christian mm -hmm. kid at that age, you know, I'm sure it's not the, the most popular thing at school yeah. and, uh, incredibly strong for him to do that uh, but you do get to see little pieces of it um uh i'm a uh, lucius boy at colonel crawford yeah uh, if you watch him on the sideline before every game he, he's praying yeah he's on and you know that's a that's really impressive that these some of these teenagers i think us adults could take a lesson from i mean it goes both ways we should be an example for everybody and they can be an example to us age Absolutely really is irrelevant but as long as you're uh, believing and doing as you should uh accepting jesus and in walking that walk yeah show it yeah absolutely yeah i just thought it, i thought that that was uh a lot of those teenagers being uh being out there and up front with it was really really cool and i hope they set a good example at school to the rest of their uh, peers that yeah. this is this is a great thing to do this is a great thing to get behind and uh putting the Lord in your heart and in your life is the, of the utmost, uh, importance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, to move on to the next thing, we'll, uh, we'll start the interview process, getting back into the, uh, getting to know, we're getting to know Tim Bell. Um, most of you know him, but for those of you that don't, uh, you'll, you'll get to, you get to hear about him now. <laughs> the, the, the floor is Mike's me and, uh, what I say, Mike, <laughs> the floor's Tim's, <laughs> but, uh, the mic is Tim's is what yeah. I think I meant to say. But, uh, 
Tim and I uh, ironed out the plans to get out here and record when we were at the Crawford football game the other night. Uh, kind of kept going back and forth looking at each other like, yeah, we're looking a little bit better, not out of the woods yet, and then uh, didn't end our way. Yeah, it didn't. So. But Tim's got, got the there. tough job. He's got he's to do all the cleanup from everybody that spills <laughs> their popcorn in the stands at night. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of popcorn. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Well, uh Tim, let me uh, let me know about your uh, your early life, kind of your upbringing. You know, you kind of previewed there uh, a little bit about it with your dad, and you know, he wasn't a believer at first. Uh, so, mm-hmm. kind of give me a little bit of your history. Well, um, I lived in Sulphur Springs as a kid, and uh, you know, it was it was really great because uh, <laughs> being a kid in a little town like that, there's a lot of other kids. We got to run around and. And, and carry on and do this and that and uh, we really enjoyed it but uh, my dad was a big uh, influence on my life really thought a lot of him and and he was a he was a hard-working guy uh, I have a real passion for cars and hot rods and stuff like that and my dad it was one of our favorite things we used to do was we would go out and go to different junkyards and and dad didn't care he would see a car for what it is and what it could be yeah and he'd knock on the door and say, well, I want to buy your car. And it's it's in the weeds somewhere. And sometimes it went good, sometimes it went bad. And we'd bring it home and he'd paint it and uh, fix it up. And then he'd wind up selling it and go on to another one. So uh, I've always loved doing that. We still do that. I've got uh, I've got way too many cars <laughs> and way too many projects. Uh, my wife was going to get me a T-shirt that said, you can't save them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Anyhow, we, we got into that, and uh, my parents got divorced, uh, and that, that was a tough thing, and we had to move to, to Galleon uh, as a teenager then, and uh, I don't know if anybody remembers Millie's Diner in Galleon. Okay. I do not. <laughs> okay, it's, it's uh, by the, well, by the city hall. Okay. It's right by the tracks, just a little diner, just okay. a little tiny diner, and uh, <clears throat> anyhow, uh, I was looking for a job in the worst way, and that was the last place I stopped. And I went in there, and I said, I, you know, I want to fill out an application. They said, we don't have one. Just write your name on a piece of paper. And Julie, she peeked out behind the, the refrigerator, and I seen her. I thought, boy, she's, she's a good-looking girl. Yeah. You know, I, I ought to ask her out. <laughs> there you go. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Julie told Ward Carter, he owned the the restaurant. He said, "You better hire him. He's a good-looking guy." <laughs> and uh, anyhow, uh, time goes by, and and we've been married for yeah. She's probably gonna yell at me, but uh, <laughs> I think thirty-four years, something like that. So uh, close enough. Yeah, close enough. Uh, but uh, it's been a long time, and 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 she she was a big part of how I got involved with uh, the church. We originally went to Community Christian, and. Um, I can distinctly remember uh, we had Ethan, and she started going to church, and I, I told her in no certain terms that I do not want that brought in this house. I'm not going to hear it. I don't want you saying this, saying that, because, you know, I'm a car guy. I work in the garage. I drink beer, smoke cigarettes, and I don't hurt anybody, so leave me alone. And uh, anyhow, part of me kept seeing her. And she didn't said anything, but just seeing a change in her and then uh, another big influence was her Uncle Kenny. That He was a car guy, too, but um, he was a great example for me to follow. And next thing I know, I went to church a Sunday and then a, another one. 
and another one. And then uh, we really got involved there. Uh, I was an elder there for quite a few years. And uh, like I say, uh, when I gave my life to Christ, it was the best decision I ever made. Absolutely. And um, actually, that's how we got uh, started into the hog roast for St. Jude's. Uh, God will talk to you in different ways, whether you, it's not like a, a voice that comes in, he just talks to you, you just, you just feel that presence, you yeah. know, you just know that he's, he's guiding you. Yeah. And um, we were watching TV, and you know, every year they have that uh, St. Jude's telethon thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm watching these kids, and I'm, I'm getting oh, teary-eyed, and I'm going, oh, jeez, it's on again, yeah. and oh, I got to watch this, it's terrible. <laughs> all right yeah we were watching tv and and those commercials kept coming on and on and uh you know i i started flipping the channel every time we come on i'd flip the channel and i thought you know you're just a real you know y you don't want to face this issue you don't want you know you feel and you hear god talking to you and you're telling god no i'm not going to listen to you i'm just going to turn this off and and turn away from it. i'm going to turn my back to this and Finally, I just said, yeah, I got to do something. I got to do something. I don't know what it is. And at that time, it was a couple of years. Uh, it was always in my mind, you know, I, I've got to do something, but I don't know what it is. And um, my son Ashton got into 4-H, and, and we, had, uh, we had the facility to do it. And somehow or another, I said, you know, uh, let's do a hog roast. And we'll do a hog roast, and then this money can go to St. Jude's. And this started at Community Christian, and at that place, um, it was just open to the church, and uh, it was fairly successful. And over the years, you know, I think sometimes we get a little bit lost. And uh, like I say, I was an elder at the uh, at that church at uh, Community Christian, and it got to the point where you're just going through the motions, and I'm sitting in the chair and I'm listening to a sermon and. In the scene, and I just, I said, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not getting anything. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for it, right? But I'm not feeling anything. I'm just, I'm just lost. Yeah. And um, my wife and I talked about it, and you know, I come to the realization, you know, that God was talking to me again, and you're not here for this church. The church is the truck that's going to get you where you need to go. Right. But I am the way. Yep. And. Um, Anyhow, I, I resigned, and I talked to Pastor Paul uh, on several occasions, and I said, you know, I just, I'm really lost. I don't know what to do. And he, I, I guess, uh, uh, Paul, he has a real great way of silently talking to you. Mm -hmm. And he said, your answers are, are right in front of you. You're telling me the only answer. Yeah. And uh, we started coming here, and it's just been a fantastic relationship that uh, I see God everywhere. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things that I seen uh, when we came here to visit was just the people. Yep. Uh, this congregation is absolutely incredible. Yeah. They energize you. They, they are truly representing God well yeah. because of the amount of programs that are on. I mean, you just came from an open gym. Yeah. You gave up your time just to be with these kids and, and share in their lives. And that's that's what we're called to do. Yeah, we're called absolutely. to be a servant. Yeah. Uh, how you get there, you know, 
and what you do is is different for everybody right. because God made everybody so different and unique. It's fantastic it really when you is. think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just astounding how different everybody is. It is, yeah, and uh, it's funny because of everyone I've had on here, it's it's really the the same kind of response when they first got here. It was, you know, it came from a different church, came mm-hmm. from a different background. They got here, and it was just like that, yeah. like uh, instantly, you know, and uh, I couldn't say enough great things about the church, but I, I think you hit it the nail on the head. It's yeah. the people yeah. that are here. I mean, true believers, true people, like, just uh, the people I want to be around, the people yeah. I want to surround with m- myself with. And my it's not with. one individual. It's the mass of everybody that collectively together that we make up the church. I yeah. mean, we do a fantastic job. And when I talked to Paul, because um, I was going to take a year off from doing the hog roast, and uh, I wasn't sure what he's going to do when I transferred from another church to here, whether I was going to mention it. And I thought, you know, that's not what God wants you to do. Right. And I said, Paul, do you, he, you know, yeah, yeah. go for it. Yep. And, and uh, you know, from what we had last year was just phenomenal. Uh, how many people was here and so many people helping and bullet band and, and just the fellowship that we have with everybody. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's the great thing is seeing everybody getting involved to do something great, oh, yeah. something better and bigger than you for these kids that, you know, I, I it's like you had open gym again. And my grandsons and granddaughters are in baseball, they're in softball, basketball, football, so on and so forth. And these kids at St. Jude's, they don't have the luxury of getting to do that. Correct, yeah. And, you know, that just really eats at me something terrible that they just, you know, they just want to survive. What would they give just to run through the grass? Yep. And uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see them suffer another day yep. and that that's what drives us to to do the saint jude thing and and you know i just wanted to get i want us to get a cure yeah and, and yeah whatever we got to do to do it uh, we'll continue to do and uh, you know I, I i look forward to the day to the day when i have to do it because it's cured i'm yeah. not going to stop i'll be 80 years old hopping around here trying right, to cook yeah. a <laughs> trying to cook a pig well, hopefully it don't take that long so i so. i hope not but, uh, but no you put it good i i think that uh you you think about that and we we've said that to our kids a couple times you know uh, there's a student of my wife's that has cancer right now and you take a lot of things for granted like you yeah. said kids playing sports and everything that's just that's normal that's routine and uh those kids would do yeah. anything to be able to do that and if we can help out in any way shape or form to try to get them back to that point because i remember when we had the hall grossed uh volunteer meeting um mm-hmm. you were talking about the the girl that w- we played the video here she ended up playing volleyball yeah. if i remember yeah. correctly yeah yeah and, uh, man it's so cool to see it's it's cool to see stories like that obviously you know not all ends that way but uh right. but uh, to see those stories and the little bit that you can do to help is really, really incredible. Even the families. I mean, you look at, uh, I watched, I was watching one and the, the one girl, she wasn't doing very good at all. And, you know, the parents had to split. I mean, one had, I mean, you, you think about, uh, I think about our finances and it takes two incomes to yeah. cover the bills. Yeah, well, for sure. 
now your child has cancer and they're in a different state at St. Jude's, I think, and you're trying to do this while you just lost half your income. Yeah. Uh, and you're still got to pay these bills. So, you know, you look at what the parents go through, the stress of, of possibly losing your child to income and so on and so forth. And you have other siblings and this girl, she wasn't doing real good. And um, she missed her, her brother and sister. And, you know, that's that. Yeah, that's horrible. That, and, and she's doing okay now. But when you think about all the different aspects of this, this terrible disease and what Danny Thomas uh, tried to do and wanted to do, and, and uh, it's, it's just amazing. And, and hopefully we can have a small part in doing our very best that we can do to try and help that. Yeah. I mean, we may not do things perfectly, but we got to try. Yeah. I think that sometimes Christianity, I, well, I do believe Christianity is a do. I mean, it's not something that you just sit there and wait for it to happen. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah, you got to be active. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so you said this is what year that you've been doing the whole gross? Uh, this upcoming year will be our eighth year. Eighth year? Between the both churches that we've been doing this. Okay. Now, I remember uh, last year, obviously, uh, a really big success, but, uh, I mean, it, it went pretty far and above that this year, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, we uh, we sold out of everything at least an hour ahead of time. Yeah. And we had people running and running and getting more. And yeah. I know that this cu- upcoming year, uh, we're ordering, uh, we went through three hogs last year so we're going to four well, this year three I mean, if you don't include uh the disaster uh, i don't know if everybody knows that story oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that uh that was a little upsetting but it worked out great and and, and that's the thing about w- when you pitch your faith and i think it, it god just works in different ways because we had uh we took the the hogs in uh to get uh butchered and we got a call and uh, there was a fire at the butcher is Hoffman's in Cardington. No, yeah, Cardington, yeah. And uh, we got called and we went there and, and I said, well, I'm not worried about our personal hogs, but the hogs for St. Jude's, there should be three of them. Where are they at? And uh, she came back and she shook her head and she said, they're, they're no good oh, because the, the fire, it didn't burn them, but it was a smoke from the toxics and stuff yeah, like that. And it was just that. no good. Yeah. And uh, we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And I called Lynx, and they said, we'll give you the number of who we use. And it was, um, I think it's Andy Ackerman. I th- I'm pretty sure that's his name. Forgive me if I get it wrong. But uh, I called him, and I said, I, I'm, I'm in a bad way. I need these hogs. And um, he said, yeah, I can get them for you. And um, we ordered them, and he called me back, and he said, this is for St. Jude's, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I tell you what, I'm going to give you one of them. And I said, well, you don't have to do that. I, re- I appreciate it, but, you know, uh, thank you very much. Right. Well, about a week later, he called me again. He said, you know, my wife and I have been thinking about it, and we've been praying about it. We're going to give you all three. Oh, geez, that's awesome. And uh, th- so it worked out fantastic. Yeah. And uh, we got them, and, and it all worked out good, and and. You know, God just, he does uh, amazing things when, sometimes when you're really worried about it, and, and I'm one that uh, my wife gets on me that, you know, you keep giving it to God, and then you take it back, and I say, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> no, I don't, 
yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was really fretting about it. And, and I, I really, that's something I really need to work on. But I didn't have a thing to worry about because God took care of it. He really did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we went through so much stuff. And I tell you, the people that help out with that, Don, uh, oh, shoot, forgive me. I call him the, the fry guys, him and his wife. They were in there frying French fries all day because yeah. you got to fry them. We fry them ahead of time, and then we take them to Colonel Crawford School, which they've been a huge blessing over the years, too, that everything gets to go in their refrigerators and freezers. Okay. So we pre-fry them all, put them on trays, take them to the school, and then bring them back the day of the hog roast and fry them again. Yeah. And uh, Don was in there the day before frying them all day long. And then the day of the hog roast, he's in there frying again. I mean, he is just, he is just, oh, <laughs> is I'm hot, sure. yeah. and greasy, sweat and greasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's and uh, the Bullet Band was tremendous this year too, and and they've agreed to come back. Uh, awesome. And it, it just, it's just a, a great United Church thing that we do, um, along with a lot of a lot of other small groups that we do, like the men's group that. You know, that's been a true blessing to me because it's, it started off as, as um, just a six-week uh, thing. And uh, I talked to Paul, and I said, you know, I, I just as soon do this every month. You know, we'll just keep it going. Yeah. And um, that's turned out very well. And, and I think it's so important for the, the men of the church to get together and support one another and, and just share just being dudes hanging out. Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't want to no, offend the, the ladies that are listening to this, but you know, I can't relate to uh, the ladies hanging out and talking yeah. about this or whatever. But you know, us dudes, we just hang out and and you know, we learn some things. And it's been a great series with Joe Gibbs and and stuff like that. And uh, you know, the number uh, we had twenty had twenty seven of them there uh, yesterday, yeah. which is which is really great and. I really, really enjoy that. I mean, what you get out of that, and, and uh, you know, I think sometimes people misunderstand that you may lead a group, but if you don't participate in that, the participants in that group are just as important, if not more important, than the leader because yeah. they're putting something in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're making it whole. You're just one piece. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you got to have it all. So it's it's important that that everybody participates. That's why I say it goes back to do. Christianity is a do thing. Yeah. Well, and I think two things that I thought about there. Um, I'd say the first one is uh, you're right because having different people chime in and you know give their thoughts on something. You know, whether it be in the connection group, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, the Joe Gibbs thing, but or even just a Bible study, you know. Pastor Paul leads the Bible study, but uh, a lot of the comments and interpretations that are brought up, you know, kind of expands your mind to where you're like, oh, I guess I didn't really view it that way or didn't understand yeah, it that way. Yeah. And so that's really cool. And then uh, I think like uh, when I was growing up in the Catholic Church, you know, I always saw like the women get together for a lot of things. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, you never really saw the men get together for things yeah. like that. And so I think that's a really important thing to do. And it's obviously been a huge success. Um Something I wish I was able to do more often, but unfortunately right. with my job, I've got to work yeah, most right, Saturdays. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be a part of it. And the other part that I think is real important about that is got to show the young men of the church that um, being a man is, is 
being part of the church too. Oh yeah. Cause that, that's a horrible misconception. Uh, like I, I alluded to earlier, my dad always said that, you know, weak minded people are Christians right. and, and that stereotype for men is, is, is a terrible thing. Yes, it is. And, and, uh, sometimes things get in your head and it gets stuck there, uh, that it, it it's not a truth. It's, uh, again, it's the strongest thing you're ever going to do. And I think these younger, younger men, I mean, it, you can go into huge, huge issues from, from what we're going to be voting on here Tuesday, yeah. you know, issue uh, one, that uh, we have a responsibility um, for, for, <laughs> for how we handle our lives. Yeah. And, and men especially, we've, we, I feel in a lot of ways we're, we're, we're really messing up because we're not showing the young men how to take and be a man. Yeah. Uh, we're just missing it horribly. Um, well, I think there's a little bit of a stigma, you know, around what being a man really is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can hear it in a lot of songs, you know, uh, mom prayed, dad drank beer, you yeah. know, just, yeah. you know, it was a yeah. different set of, it's okay for dad to pray too. Right, <laughs> right. Like uh, that should be happening in the, being a father that is putting Christ first in your life and sh- trying to show whether it be your son or daughter is extremely important and, I've seen it uh, work incredibly in oh, yeah. the life with my children, and uh, hopefully that's setting a good example for them and leads them the right way. Or it could be that they think that uh, uh, Christian men are soft. Well, <laughs> come out to oil change. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a very uh, horrible misconception also that you're just soft and you know there's a lot of tough dudes here at this church yeah absolutely <laughs> i don't know how else to put it but yeah a bunch of you know a lot of different diverse personalities and and uh, they're very masculine if if, if uh, you you see but um we really enjoy doing that stuff yeah and along with the the bean supper that, that uh, uh bill is a uh, you know he that guy when I, we started doing the, the bean supper, I, I said, Paul asked me, why do you want to do that? And I said, I don't know, just because. I, I just, I don't know, just want to do something. And uh, Andy loved food. I mean, he's made that comment a few times. What's uh, that? I said, Andy loved food. Uh, yeah, he's oh, made yeah. that comment a few times. Well, uh, Tim, just, is, Tim is the cook. He is the, <laughs> if, there's, if Tim's involved in something, food's involved. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to cook big. I just, every time. You know, I did, uh, we did, is it 30? It's 33, 34 pounds of dry beans. So when you put the water in them and stuff like that, I don't know how many gallons of beans we did. I think it was probably 25 gallons of beans this last bean supper. But uh, Bill, when I I, I thought, well, I talked to Paul and I said, you know, and Kim, I'd really like to see um, the congregation bring some stuff in. And that's how I went with the pies. And uh, Bill, he cracks me up because he goes, you need pies? And I go, yeah. And uh, he goes, well, two doesn't seem right. How about a dozen? (laughs) Bill, you only need two. But he brought a dozen. And and he's such a great man because, you know, with the hog roast and stuff like that, that he donates so much. And all the brownies that come in and and the ice cream, you know, he he does all that. The cornbread, you know, he anytime I ask him, uh, he goes, I'll follow you. Don't don't worry about it. I got it. I'm, yeah, I appreciate that, Bill. But he's he's a. It, it's just truly a blessing, how much everybody here does stuff. Yeah, it really and, is. 
one of the things that impressed me, uh, oh, uh, what is it, over Labor Day, that weekend, we always work on houses or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I was shocked the first year I was here that how many people are here. I mean, we painted that house and put a roof on a house uh, in Crestline. Um, I don't know if you remember that one or not. No, that one I don't. I uh, I helped out with the uh, the ones next door here when mm-hmm. we were uh, doing a lot of work to those. But right. uh, yeah, and it was it was just astounding to see all those people put there, and even seeing Pastor Paul carrying bags of shingles up there. And I'm, you know, even even after all those years of being in the church and you know being an elder and stuff like that, that mindset of what I said before about uh, sometimes people believe that if you're a Christian, you're, you're, you're as a man, you're kind of weak. Yeah. And I seen pastor Paul going up a ladder with a bag full of shingles after shingles. I was going, well, this doesn't seem right. You're a pastor. You should be doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a, he's a great example for everybody. Yeah, he really, really is. is. Yeah, he uh, absolutely is. He's uh, been a huge blessing to, my family and I's life, uh, but everybody here. And just like you said, when you asked him, you know, about the hog roast and about the continuing the men's breakfast, uh, as long as you're willing to put in the effort, he's, he's open to anything. Oh yeah. You know, you come to him and he he told me about the podcast, you know, if I would have came to him and said, we should start a podcast here. Well, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But since I came and said, you know, hey, I would like to start this podcast here, he was all about it. And right. He, so he's open-minded to everything as long as someone's going to put yeah. their effort in. You know, and, and that, that that's something really important that, that you did, that this idea came to you. And you didn't just say, we should do this. You said, I'm going to do it. And and that that's incredible. I mean, if, if anybody here in the church, you know, if they're listening and you feel that... God is calling you to do something. Don't wait. Do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's God's talking to you. Yep. And you don't know who all you're going to reach. I mean, we're called to be a servant. There, There's just, you never know any given day who you're going to come up against across that you may, may be able to help. Yep. And it's, it's something you may say that didn't seem like anything is huge to them. Oh, absolutely it is. And I think a lot of people are going to, I think a lot of people are going to gather that from this, you know, hearing you talk and hearing me talk and hearing whoever comes on this. And like you said, just jump right in, dive in and do it. You know, last week, Natalie was talking, she wasn't someone that liked to fly, never been out of the country, but Mm -hmm. she felt that calling to go on that mission trip. And boom, she said she didn't even feel as any hesitancy. Like she got there and, out of her element, but she was so comfortable because she knew God was on her side. And I, th- I thought that was great. And just like people that, you know, I talked to about coming on here, you know, they're normally nervous and I'm like, it's, it's going to be fine. I was talking yeah. to Kendra today. She yeah. signed up to be on and she was like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I, I was thinking if I should or not. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'm yeah. like, you're sitting with me. We're just having a conversation yeah. and then eventually everybody else will hear it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, I think it's it's going to help a lot of people. And, like, again, to reiterate what you said, like, if God's calling you to do something, do it. You know, I huh. I felt this a while ago, contacted Pastor Paul about it, and then took a little, took a little time in between calling him and starting it to right. kind of develop what I wanted it to be and develop myself a little bit. And 
Um, I can even see in myself, you know, since doing this, uh, the difference. And it's it's been really, really great. And I'm so thankful uh, for the opportunity. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm really enjoying doing it. It's, it's gotten me closer to God. It's gotten me uh, closer to fellow people here right. at the church. And it's it's been really, really it, cool. It, the number, you know, the amount of people we have here, it's a great way to get to know other people. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's it's a great tool. I mean, I know years ago at Community Christian, when we had talked about doing um, uh, from the Internet, you know, like videotaping, like, like we do here, it, yeah, yeah. streaming it. Um, it was a big controversy that uh, we didn't want to really do that. And uh, we felt that it was going to take people away and they wouldn't come to church. And um, I was kind of thinking that way, too. But, you know, I, I was wrong. I was really wrong that, uh, no, it's it's a great tool to bring people in because that is one of the things that we looked at uh when we were looking for another church was i i i was looking at live streams and um i think paul was doing a series on uh hot potatoes it was was a series that he was doing and uh i watched some of that i'm going oh my gosh this is this is good stuff you know and um and talking to him and and it's a great tool. I mean, it brings people in, and in whatever way we can reach somebody, is is really important. Just to try and do it. I mean, yeah. you're never gonna get what you can get out of walking in a door. Yeah. But if it's a tool to bring people in that door, use it. Yeah. I mean, you gotta try it. Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking earlier when I was kind of going through my head and you know questions to ask you. Um, so you work, you know, at Colonel Crawford schools. Yeah. And, uh, so what is, uh, what is the line you have to walk, you know, being a strong Christian man and doing, uh, having that faith and expressing that faith in a public school? Is it, uh, is it something you're, uh, widely able to proclaim or is it uh, kind of limited? I'm pretty blessed at Colonel Crawford. Uh, the superintendent at Crawford, Todd Martin, he's a, he's a Christian man and, the ma- vast majority of the teachers there are Christians. So um, haven't really had too much of an issue with that. Okay. Um, like I say, uh, there's, there's quite a few kids that uh, the Lucius boy praying. Uh, I know a few years ago, um, Studer, uh, Mason. He, Mason, yeah, he's a great basketball player. Absolutely. Uh, that guy uh, not only could play, but he understood the game incredibly well. Honestly, uh, the guy that I hope succeeds uh, Sheldon one day. I think he's oh, I and I do too. Got a mind like no other when it comes to the game. Yeah, he he truly understands it. Uh, now he was he would pray before a game also. He's so you know we're pretty blessed, and I, I'm I mean we we have uh, just like any other school, you have some trouble kids and this and that. But um, I don't run into a whole lot of that any um, backlash. Uh, per se, but I, I, I really, I think sometimes you get on a small sto- soapbox, yeah, and then you move up, right. But if you come off um, right off the bat on a big one, you're just going to turn people off. Oh, but yeah. uh, usually, I think sometimes just listening first and then kind of guiding, right, that works the best. But yeah. there have been some students I've been able to reach and, and help, and uh, and hopefully it sticks. Yeah. And I'm sure it will. I, you know, I, I've noticed that too. Um, 
I think during my time in school, you didn't see a ton of uh, a ton of Christianity and faith in kids, your peers at that right. age. But I've really noticed that uh, it's growing. It, re- oh, yeah. it really, really is. Um, yeah. Not only just faith, but uh, kids being uh, kinder in yeah. general. And I, I think that's where it stems from. It's from coming from a home that does right. have faith and teaching you the morals and the uh, the faith in Jesus. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, 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 it wasn't like that when I was growing up. And I, no. I've noticed it a lot more in uh, in today's youth than in years p- right. prior to that. So it's really cool to see. Yeah. Andy Cro- uh, Cochran uh, at Colonel Crawford, he has a, uh, I think he does it on Thursday mornings that he has a small Bible study. Uh, before school starts. Oh, okay. So, uh, that, and there's a there's actually a prayer locker in the high school. Oh, uh, nice. So it, it's supported pretty well there. Um, yeah. Life-wise yeah. there as well, yes, too. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're very blessed with the teachers. And again, uh, Superintendent Todd Martin, that, that he sees the value of that. And he understands the value of that. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. He is. No, actually graduated a, with him. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. We I'm lived in Sulphur Springs together. Okay. He was one of the kids that we would run around with. And I remember one time with his kids, and uh, <laughs> we were playing. We were throwing, uh, I don't know, acorns or something like that at one another. And uh, anyhow, uh, he was behind the one wall, and I jumped off the porch. And he, for whatever reason, he picked up a rock. He threw that rock. Oh, jeez. Right, right in the center of the eyes like a cyclops or something. And I darn near passed out. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little kid. And I'm bawling <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and Todd grabbed me and goes, come on, you're going over here. Because he knew he was in trouble. Oh, yeah. And uh, my brother said, no, you're not going nowhere. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I went to the doctor. And everything is okay. And, and uh, got home. And, uh, is, you know, Sulphur Springs is a small town. And, and I can distinctly remember uh, – Todd and his mom walking down the road to the house <laughs> <laughs> for him to apologize to me. Oh, that's and awesome. I always try and remind every time I see him now at, at work, you know, yeah, you tried to kill me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm, I'm going to have to make sure he gets a copy of this. Then oh, I'll yeah. have to send it to him. I, uh, I was thinking about reaching out to him anyways about coming on sometime. So, oh, I uh, think he'd enjoy that. So, uh, what I'll do then is I'll reach out to him this week and I'll be like, Hey, listen to this uh, yeah. last one. And, uh, yeah. you'll get an idea of what we talk about. And then, uh, he'll, he'll catch that. Piece. I think you ought to just totally surprise him on air. That'd be better. Oh, that's Remember good when idea. you tried to kill that? Kid? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be sitting right I forgave there. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your life, Todd. Yeah. Also tell me when you tried to kill Tim Bell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's, uh, Man, it's been great. Uh, great, uh, great hearing from you and having you on here. Great everything you're it. doing with uh, the breakfast and the hog roast and everything. It's it's been super cool. And like you said, we just keep making more money for St. Jude's, and oh, hopefully, yeah. it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. Yeah. It's really, really awesome. I'm you know super thankful that you do all that. You know, um, it's a pleasure to do this. It's one of those things that um, I was talking to Julie. Uh, and Kim, uh, I said, you know, I've just kind of, I'm at a low. I, I don't have, I don't have St. Jude's. I don't have the ho- or uh, you know, I just got the men's breakfast and then the the bean supper's over. I'm kind of like, what do I, I need something to do? Let's do something, you know. And I, I don't know what it is yet, but uh, you know, uh, when people start giving of themselves and pitting, 
service as a priority. It's it's addictive. Yeah. And what you get out of it is a hundred times more than what you're going to get. Yeah. That you put into it. It absolutely is. Well, I might have something for you then that uh, mm-hmm. you might be able to help in that uh, is in your repertoire there. So uh, a couple weeks ago or maybe a month or so ago, uh, Nate and Kim, my wife and I, we went and watched that movie, The Blind. And okay. um, we've been talking like we wanted to have a screening of it here. Oh, that'd be great. So I mentioned earlier um, my wife's uh, student that has cancer. Um, so my plan is here in a couple weeks. I've got to get all the details ironed out. But uh I think we're going to try to do a screening of the movie here in the sanctuary, and uh, it'll just be a, a donation basis uh, as a fundraiser for uh, London, is her name and her family. Okay. So uh, London is, um, I believe she's nine or ten now, and uh, was diagnosed with a rare cancer. And then uh, months later, her sister that was 17 was diagnosed with the same cancer. Oh, so um trying to raise as much money as we can for that family because um you know you kind of mentioned about siblings being separated well Mm -hmm. they have different dads and their immune systems are so weak that they've got to be separated right now so um getting into the thick of the holidays and um you know uh, that's you talked about the sports thing earlier it's something we told our son you know christmas is coming up and i'm like i guarantee that mom isn't uh, and those kids aren't worried about uh, what santa's bringing and everything no. else they just they want to be able to go outside and and yeah. live a normal life so anything we can do to help so um, i'm aiming for here in uh, a little less than two weeks or now i guess it'd be a little bit more than two weeks now but uh trying to get that together watch that movie here in the sanctuary um donation basis everything would go to that family um, i'm in uh, what can i do yeah i'll uh, i'll reach out to you and i appreciate yeah. it so yeah, absolutely I, I, I really appreciate it we're going to do everything we can um try to try to ease everything with them as much as we can mm-hmm. at this time so everybody needs to pray for them yeah absolutely I mean, there's so much power in prayer that you can't you can't not do it. Uh, agreed. Um, you know, Pastor Paul asked us at uh, Bible study right before we started, is there anything we need to pray for? We've been throwing London and uh, her sister. Um, I, her name's her sister's name is escaping me at the moment, but uh, I'll remember it next time I'm on here. Right. But, uh, well, I'm yeah. bad about names, too. Yeah, same. I just, uh, it's, it's a really, really sad situation. You know, I see it. Uh, my wife has to go and home treat. My wife does occupational therapy for Madison right. schools, and... Uh, has to go home treat her and you know the past uh maybe every other week she goes now because she's not feeling up to it or she's back yeah. in the hospital or has some sort of infection and stuff so yeah i if uh everybody's listening hearing this um i will put out a date as soon as i get it confirmed but uh plan would be like a we're looking at like a friday night doing like a six o'clock movie night here with the movie the blind no admission cost we'll just have a basket out there as donations for london and her family mm-hmm. um and if you can't do cash donations, there's other things you can do too. Like for instance, you know, the big thing for London is uh, she loves foxes. So uh, foxes, yeah, that's no like kidding. her thing. So like you see a stuffed fox or you know someone that can knit or something like that, that might be a a cool thing that would just cheer her up. Anything right, we can do right. to to make her feel good at this moment. So oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll reach out to you then once Absolutely. we get this all solidified. So I appreciate that, Tim. Even more. Yeah. You know those those families really need help yeah they they absolutely do and uh let's do everything we can i know everybody listening to this and everybody that's in this church family i know they'll rally behind and uh no oh, absolutely out. so i uh i'm looking forward to that and i, I appreciate you willing to willing to step up and help mm-hmm. but uh i guess to transition to the the last thing before we wrap things up would be uh you know i kind of told you my my normal thing uh 
your best piece of advice that you have either been given or someone has given you. Uh, so I didn't know if there's something that's popped in your head uh, since we've been talking. Now, I've had a lot of advice, a lot of good, a lot of bad. <laughs> um, one of one of the bad ones being that uh, Christianity was for <laughs> weak men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of a lot of different things, and and you know, I've I've had a lot of good advice too, and and uh, you know, I can't really think of one particular thing. I mean, it, when you asked me that earlier, my mind just went like a million miles an hour yeah. over what has everybody told me at one time. <laughs> right. Or yeah. And it all just kind of went. Oh yeah. Melted together, and I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, I think the the best advice, like I alluded to you earlier, was that if God's calling you to do something, don't wait, do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yep. Um, when you get that calling, yeah, follow it. Even even when somebody asks you to pray, stop yes. what you're doing, and it, you don't have to say it out loud, but you 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 can just do it. Do it then, because. Um, Prayer is so essential in, in understanding what we're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I really hope people, when they pray, talk to him like we're talking right now. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he, he's, he is God. He's, he's, he's a great thing. Yep. But he wants you to talk to him, not, not some of this other stuff that goes around because we have a relationship and he wants that relationship. So yes. talk to him like, like you, like you would your best friend, yep. and say, "Hey, you know, this is going on. Yeah. I, I need your help." Or even better, God, you know what? You really blessed me today. Yeah, it's been a great day. Thank you so much for yes. uh, a simple thing like um, well, I usually pray in the truck on the way to work because mm-hmm. I, I work at Anthony Lee in Crestline also. Yeah, and uh, when it's cold, I, I always say, uh, "Thank you for this hat. Thank you for this coat." Right. This old truck get me to work yep. uh, and a cup of coffee. I mean, those little things we take for granted yep. are truly a great blessing that God gave you the money to pay for the truck, pay for the coat, pay for the hat, and a cup of coffee. Absolutely. And you got a job. Yeah. I mean, y- you're really blessed. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at a lot of different people that, um, whether they're depressed or just can't really get their life going, we're very lucky. Yeah. We, we found a way. So, uh, yeah, we, and it's really easy to fall into that rut too when you're having a bad day or a bad week at work and just be like, you know, I, I hate this yeah. job. And oh, it's yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that would kill for to be in oh. my situation. Yeah. And, you know, especially you hear from guys like Jason and uh, Natalie that have been on the on the podcast and on the, the mission trips, you know, just the, the things that they would go nuts for that we just don't even oh, yeah. bat an eye at anymore. Yeah, well, the Christmas boxes. I mean, yeah, you look at some exactly. of the videos. Yes, good example. You know, these are these are most of them just the cheap little toys. That, you know that that doesn't. You most know, our of kids stuff, are looking yeah, at it. Dollar like, Tree, you know. Yeah, our kids are looking at it like, oh, geez, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yippee! And these kids are looking at it like, hey, this, this is, is the something of value. The greatest thing yeah. that I've ever and, had. Uh, yeah. We just take things uh, somewhat for granted. So, you know, I guess don't forget to to praise God for what we do have, and. Um, you know, we we need to do a better job of just reaching out to him when things are going great. Yep. Uh, Not just in tough times, yep. you know, all the time. I think that's a good point, too. You said, like, having a having a direct conversation like it's your best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess I was thinking as you were saying that, like, uh, you know, you uh, if you're around your best friend pretty frequently, you don't you don't just ignore him and not talk to him. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know? you talk to him every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you're doing the same thing when you're, uh, you're talking about God. I mean, 
one of the uh, greatest, uh, I don't know if you, people may have heard of her, Nightbird. She was, uh, she won, I don't know, The Voice or whatever it is, some talent show, okay. you know, with Simon, whatever. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. What was that show called? Uh, America's X? Got Talent. Yes, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say X and, Factor. Uh, but. This woman, one of her things that she said was, you can't, uh, you can't wait for your life to be perfect to be happy. She had stage four cancer when she sang. Absolutely beautiful voice. You can look her up on YouTube. And one of the things that she wrote um, is actually a prayer. And it's called God is on the bathroom floor. And I strongly advise everybody to look at that, that poem. Pull it up wherever you can. Yeah, because she talks and alluded to some of the things in the prayer of asking God, you know, what have I done? Why are you doing this to me? Right. Um, and, and I'm not saying that you disrespect God uh, by any means, but it's okay to talk to God and 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 kind of ask, ask you know questions, why yeah. you know and um, sometimes you can disagree with it yeah. and tell him say God I, I disagree what you're doing but yeah. I know that God you have the best plan in plan, for me yeah. I don't see it right now yeah, we don't understand it but yeah but ultimately uh, we will that's the kind of relationship that I want with God and uh, I try to have as much as I can but. Um, that poem, God is on the bathroom floor. It just, it, the first time I read it, it, it stuck with me ever since and okay. really thinking about it. And, and it's just a fantastic testimony. And she passed away. She's from Zanesville, Ohio. Okay. I'll look into that tonight. That's, but, uh, yeah, I'll look into that. So God is on the bathroom floor. You God said? is on the bathroom floor. Okay. Yeah. I'll yep. look into that tonight. Well, I, I, I mean, again, thank you so much for coming on here and being willing to do it. And uh, again, thank you for everything that you do here. It's oh, thank honestly you. awesome. I appreciate it. And uh, always great to get into church on Sunday morning and see you at the door with a smiling <laughs> face. And, yeah, uh, I good try to, to. Good to catch up on the, the banter of whatever Crawford did that weekend and whatever yeah. sporting event. So. Yeah, we would have liked to went further, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't our game. Very, uh, I'm still very proud. Uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, my brother plays on the team and uh, he had a, had a really good uh, career at Colonel mm -hmm. Crawford and very proud of him. And uh, really stinks to see it come to an end football-wise, but uh, – yeah. You know, same thing happened to me when I played there. Oh, and yeah. All good things come to an end, but uh, man, it's been uh, it's been great. It's been a great season, uh, but uh, it's over with now, and we're uh, we're getting into that winter winter time it's basketball and, season. Yep, now. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's actually probably got to be worse with the cleanup, right? Because at least maybe the wind will blow some of the popcorn uh, in the football yeah. stands. Basketball <laughs> games are terrible. Oh, I'm it, sure it's okay. You got Dave Sheldon that goes 100 mile an hour. Yes. And <laughs> Dave cracks me up because, you know, he'll he'll come up to me and say, hey, Tim, how's it going? What's going on? I haven't talked to you for a while. And I, I'll get like one word out. He turns around and he leaves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's not when I first started working there, I'm like, well, what's the matter with this bozo? You yeah. Know? And if you know Dave, he doesn't mean any by, anything by it. It's just yep. that's just Dave. I was just <laughs> I was just saying that to someone at Open Gym a little bit ago. Yeah. I was like, you know, you've got to get to know him to know him like yeah. he is uh, he's he's he can sit there like you said he'll be talking to you and then he'll see someone walk by and uh he'll lose his train yeah. of thought and go straight there mid-sentence yep. you know yep. it, it's squirrel yeah go exactly on. like yeah. Um, up yeah and then you enjoy hearing his voice uh within uh the first five minutes 17. of the game <laughs> 17 <laughs> just that squeak yep. and his sweat rolling down red, his head red <laughs> looks like anger from yeah. that movie uh, the disney movie with the emotions he yeah looks like yeah. the anger one yeah <laughs> Yep. I told him, I said, Dave, I'm telling you, 
you pass out on this floor and have a heart attack, I'm not giving you mouth to mouth. <laughs> no, You're no, gonna die. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, great guy though. Another guy yes. that uh uh so I was talking to someone at a Crawford game and uh was just uh talking about the podcast and Dave being Davey's like, Oh come on. I'm like all right, let's yeah. do it, coach. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I contacted him a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think uh, he's going to do it the week leading into yeah. the first game. So uh, I'm interested to hear him talk. He uh, yeah. it was actually pretty uh, – they had the parents' meeting today for, like, uh, Brantley and Jarek's age right. group for uh, school. And uh, he said the games will be on Sundays, but he made it a point to where he said, because, but they will not be until after 12 p.m. because I'm in church until then, and that's yeah. what's most important. I'm like, all right, coach, that's, that's, that's what good. I like to hear. Yeah. And he watches his kids – Oh yeah, way early, and he'll pull a chair. You won't see him, and I'll see him, and he's watching. He's oh, yeah. he's looking ahead for all the little ones that are listening to this. Uh, Dave's because they always look at Dave as, as you know, hey, that's the guy, that's, you know, yeah. And and what a great role model to to kind of be at that. They look so, and yep. that's something we all should be aware of that people are looking at you. Yep, and it it does matter, but um, you never know when someone's watching. Yeah, there was a a player a few years ago, uh, uh, Brendan Grady. Yeah. And, you know, that kid, uh, he never hardly got to play. He played the last thing. But his percent average for for the little bit of time he was on there was he was like 110% or something <laughs> right, like yeah. that because he'd hit threes like nobody's business. Right. You know? But they already had the one game, the game one, and they'd put him in. And there was a game that um, yeah, we had him beat pretty bad or something. I don't know what it was. And Dave told Grady, don't, don't shoot. Just, just dribble the ball. Don't shoot. And sure enough, Grady went out there. He hit two threes oh, and brought him back in. Dave goes, Grady, what did I tell you? And he goes, you told me not to shoot. Well, what would you shoot for? And uh, Brady goes, well, a shooter's got to shoot, coach. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, anyhow, Dave just said, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got yeah, nothing. Uh, what do you response, say to that? Yeah. Shooter's got to shoot. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. And I think that's kind of a philosophy for us that uh, if you're a Christian, you got to you got to be a Christian. You yeah. got to act it. You got to do it. Christian got a yeah. Christian. I guess, I guess yeah. acting isn't the right word. It's it's a do. Yes. You can't. People know a fake thing when they see it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a good way to end is uh, talking about our duties. And uh, Tuesday is directly our duty. Absolutely. Tuesday, be out to vote. Um, whether you go before work, during work, after work, make it there before polls close. Um this is very, very important. Um, so I would advise everyone to listen to the sermon from a couple weeks ago or listen to what Pastor Paul said today because there is a substantial amount of misinformation out there. Absolutely. Um, there's pastors out on TV right now that are trying to confuse you and sway you in, in the wrong way. Um, this isn't a political... Uh, podcast by any means um but pat like pastor paul said he is a one issue voter and uh when it comes down to vote uh yes for a baby to die or vote no for a baby to live um i think the choice is pretty yeah. clear so, it's about life yeah and it, even to the point of saint jude's yeah these kids just want to live yes uh you can't you can't pick and choose this is i don't know how Anybody can justify that. I really don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, there's other avenues. And when that baby's born, I mean, we're, we're to the point now where empty nesters, Julie and I, and we have grandchildren. And, you know, the value of, of these kids and what they can be, you took that away. That's, that's God's gift. Yes. 
you can't you can't do that. And and these pastors that are coming on uh, TV and and saying this and that, I I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Because they're going to have to answer for that. Oh, they absolutely are. Uh, we all have to answer yeah. for that when yeah. it really comes down to it. Can't tell you how to vote, but by the same token, we we know what the Bible says and we know what's right. We know what's wrong. Right. There's a way to voting right, and there's a way of voting wrong. Yep. You will have to answer for that wrong vote. Yep. And keep that in mind, uh, whether you've early voted or you're going to the polls Tuesday. Um, one of the most, if not the most important uh, uh, things that will ever have the opportunity to Absolutely. impact. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, again, please get out there, everybody listening to this. Um and spread the word too, even to people that uh, don't listen to this. If you hear someone or are talking to someone, just encourage them to go out and vote no on Tuesday. Um, big day for us. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, so this podcast comes out on Wednesday, hoping that you're listening to this Wednesday morning and everything went in not just our way, but in God's way. Yeah. And um, I guess the only other things that I would add before we uh, wrap up and get out of here is... Um, Pretty much the normal routine things here at church this week. Uh, connection groups go on as scheduled. Um, I, I, I think next Sunday, yeah, next Sunday there will be another Christmas program practice for the kids from 5 to 6 uh, down in the studio. Um, but other yeah, than that, it's kind membership of... Membership things? Oh, yeah, yes, that's uh, right. Noon to 3 on yes. Sunday is Membership Exploration Day. I will be in attendance for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking forward to that. So if you... Uh, like Pastor Paul said, if you're looking to become, you know, a more uh, established member in the church or you're just wanting to know more of this church's core values, you are welcome from noon to three. There will be a light lunch. Um, so looking forward to seeing uh, many of you out there. But uh, other than that, kind of the normal stuff this week, um, I believe the 19th is when they said. So two weeks from t- yes, two weeks from today is when the. Uh, the box has got to yeah. be filled and uh, get back in here. That, yeah. And that's a really, really cool day when we all pass yeah. those around and pray on yeah. the boxes. So uh, get those in. Let's do that. Let's make uh, let's make these kids' day. Let's uh, let's give them a, uh, a reason to celebrate and uh, share the word of Jesus with them. Um, other than that, though, uh, I think next week, uh, I don't know if we're starting a new series Sunday yet or not. I haven't gotten that information. I would assume so. I think so. I, I would assume so as well, but I haven't. Uh, I meant to call Pastor Paul and see if I could get a little teaser to yeah. throw out there, but I didn't get an opportunity to do that. But uh, we're getting in the thick of the holiday season, so stay tuned uh, to all the things coming up because there's going to be a lot of them. So um, I thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Tim, for yep. coming on. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. And uh We'll see you all next Sunday. God bless. Can't wait. Bye.